Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. As always, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website to give the writers the credit that they're due, as well as in case I missed anything. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. Reno Mayor Hillary Sheevy made a visit to the UNR campus on September 21st to give a moderated discussion about her advocacy for mental health. The discussion was part of Associated Students of UNR's Department of Government Affairs Wolfpack Talks. Mental health is one of Sheevy's highest campaign goals, coming to the campus to shed light on why it is important, specifically for young adults and college students. Quote, 49% of people ages 18 to 24 right now in the United States are saying that they're experiencing anxiety and depression, and yet mental health comes with such a massive stigma, and people do not want to talk about it to this extent. Since the beginning of her term, Shivi always had plans of building a 24-7 crisis center, which after seven years of work is well underway. This idea came from Arizona's crisis system, which is nationally recognized for offering 24-7 mobile teams with mental health training and crisis phone lines. Quote, when I talk about the red tape, it's totally real, unfortunately, but it's been seven years since I've been working with the state and the county to provide a 24-7 mental health crisis center because our emergency rooms are not equipped to handle that crisis. That's where you fix broken bones, not broken brains said Shivi. By creating a center where all mental health problems can be recognized, it ensures that the city gets correct information about who is struggling with mental health and can even help provide better treatment in the future. Quote, I'm hoping that we can get an opening in January. Some people will have insurance, some people won't, but we will help them sign up on Medicaid to make sure that they can be treated. That's super important, Shivi added. The plan for the center is to pair individuals with a personal caseworker who can help them by reminding them to take their medication and also be there when they need it. Once open, the center will be available for anyone to walk in and use, which Shivi is very proud of. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. Along with announcing the Mental Health Center, Mayor Shivi also participated in a moderated discussion on the topics of public safety, affordable housing, LGBTQ plus rights, Truckee River improvements, and greater student involvement in city conversations. Shivi started by explaining how important it is for students to be involved in political conversation, saying, quote, I really want to send a message to the university and to all of you future mayors out there. It is important that, I think locally, we get engaged with our student government and show them that there's nothing special about me, that you can do it. The question started with students wanting to understand Shivi's path in politics, which her explanation came with her story of becoming, quote, accidental mayor. When Shivi first ran for mayor, she had little to no political background, but ran anyway because she felt like none of the candidates who were running really resonated with her. Despite this, she wanted to change the city. When she was part of the process of building the Midtown District, she received little to no help from the city council, which pushed her into becoming a bigger part of the city's politics. However, she does often deal with imposter syndrome, explaining that she used to feel out of place when the public looked at her. Quote, I finally got comfortable in my own skin, she said. Moving the conversation to affordable housing, Assistant Director of ASUN Government Affairs and moderator Liesl Kemmelmeyer emphasized that on the top of the list for students was the problem of affordable housing and financial security. Shivi's response criticized the cost of housing, particularly for students. Quote, it's really outrageous because you're trying to go to school, get an education, and I think many of you are also working. She then moved to criticize big corporations in the area, such as Tesla, on the lack of subsidies and requirements for bringing housing to the area. In response to this housing problem, Shivi has taken steps like 
like the Sage Street Project, which constructed over 14,000 units of housing in the last six years. Next, ASUN Director of Government Affairs and moderator for the discussion, Dawson Deal, brought up Shibi's work in Washington, D.C. over the recent years, interested in how her work in Washington related to her work locally. Shibi states that she has been trying to bring greater awareness to the mental health and homelessness crises in our country, bringing up goals for getting bipartisan support on a mental health bill as well as her experience with homelessness in Washington, D.C., describing it as out of sight, out of mind. Quote, what I mean by that is when you walk away, there are all these tents in a park. I'm thinking this is just a few blocks away from the White House. How can this be? Do you not see that this is so sad and we've got to do something, she said. Moving forward, Shibi started a student political initiative because she wants students who go to school here to stay after graduation as a member of the community. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Desk, Jaden Young, and Nick Stewart. The September 20th ASUN Senate meeting announced that the judicial hearing against the ASUN internship name change has been found guilty. In the case, the ASUN internship program was charged with falsely marketing the ASUN internship program under the title of the ASUN Wolfpack Partnership Program. The Nevada Sagebrush was able to retrieve the ASUN financial records in which $207.50 was spent in order to market the falsely named ASUN partnership. Quote, ASUN Judicial Council unanimously finds the ASUN internship program guilty of the accused of violation and orders the immediate injunction of the ASUN internship program to change the title of the ASUN Wolfpack partnership that was used in any promotional material back to its original title, ASUN internship program, says Braden Tobo, the chief justice of the judicial branch. This injunction requires all officers in charge of marketing to only refer to the internship program as its original title unless the name is formally changed. The ASUN officers are allowed to refer to their personal interns with similar titles to internship, but they cannot market the internship program as a partnership. Next in the meeting, a resolution in support of the creation of Tagalog classes at the university was submitted by Aaron Schaffer and Leif Acklin through the inspiration of Gavin Fisher, the president of the Filipino Culture and Language Club. Tagalog, being a language that is native to the Philippine Islands, has around 24 million global speakers, and the students of the FCLC believe it would be beneficial to implement this new class for the fall 2024 semester. In a survey administered to 21 students by the FCLC, 70% say that they would absolutely take the class while 30% say they would take the class if their schedules aligned. This brought up a concern for Joel Martin, the senator for the College of Liberal Arts. He says there needs to be a bigger number of students surveyed as there are multiple requirements for the university to add a class, such as professors needing a certain number of students before they could take it to the Nevada System of Higher Education's Board of Regents. The FCLC plans to do research and release a new survey sometime within the next six months. ASUN voted on this resolution and passed it unanimously. The story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and reflect on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. On September 27th in the Grand Sierra Resort's Lex Nightclub, owner of the GSR Alex Marullo, University President Brian Sandoval, and Nevada Athletic Director Stephanie Rempe announced plans to build a new $1 billion entertainment district that includes a stadium that would be home of the Nevada men's basketball team. Set to open in 2026, the university nor the city would pay a cent for it. The men's basketball team is set to start playing there in the 26-27 or 27-28 season, but this must be approved by the Board of Regents before this could happen. Marullo also said 
said that this arena will hold Class A events never before seen in Reno, like Disney on Ice, boxing, mixed martial arts, and maybe even NCAA tournaments. This arena will house 10,000 people in the stands, which is 2,000 less than the current stadium for basketball, Lawler Event Center. To compensate for the new eight-minute drive to the arena, Nevada Athletics promised a free shuttle service that would take students to and from the GSR when the stadium opens. An interesting note from the event is there is no mention of the women's basketball team being part of the move, with a Nevada Athletics FAQ saying, quote, Nevada Athletics is excited to make Lawler the dedicated home for our women's basketball program. Nevada Athletics will focus on continuing to create a great atmosphere for our women's basketball team and our fans to ensure that Lawler provides a true home court advantage for our team. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Sports Editor Derek Raritan. Moving on to arts and entertainment, the UNR Theater and Dance Department has gone a full year without lighting, sound, or sets after the leaving of Mike Fernbach in the spring of 2022. However, Fernbach was already taking on more than just one job, so it was clear that the department needed to hire more than one person. This fall, Don Eller took the mantle as lighting and sound technical specialist, and Kyle Blomquist took the role of technical director, set to start in October. Quote, last year was essentially our department treading water until we had a new technical director. Everybody pulled together to do Fernbach's job, so it's amazing that this year we can return to full productions, says Louis Niebuhr, the department's interim chair. This means performances will return to the department's marquee venue, the Redfield Proscenium Theater in Church Fine Arts. However, this year's theater season has been cut short, which Niebuhr explains is because, quote, we didn't know we'd have these positions yet. Starting next year, we'll be able to know what we're capable of a little better. Eller is currently onboarded at the university and is even teaching a few classes this semester. Blomquist will be joining for rehearsals of this year's production of Assassin, which is set to start soon. Despite this, the department faces another setback as cost costume designer Kendra Bell left before the start of the semester. Due to this, productions this year will not have original costume design, and Nikki McCarroll, the costume shop manager, will pick up some classes and production duties until a replacement is found. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Arts and Entertainment Editor Peregrine Hart. And that's going to bring this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Again, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website to give the writers the credit that they deserve. Make sure you follow the Nevada Sagebrush on our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok accounts at Nevada Sagebrush, as well as following me on Instagram at Patrick.McNab and Twitter at PatrickMcNab underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, October 13th. This week's Song of the Week is... Keep by Rum Jungle. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.